Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to Freedom of Species. I'm Kate Gracie. Now, last Sunday, the 9th of April, was the National Day of Action for Greyhounds and rallies were held in all but one of Australia's capital cities. Melbourne had its rally on the Parliament House steps and there were speeches by Dr Eleonora Galoni, Brian Murray, Dr Helen Jeggers, Soon Pennyquick, Kim Oxley, Sonia Gissimbama and Jennifer Davies and Ron Prasad was the MC. So I'm going to share with you the speeches but Unfortunately, I've had to edit out Ron's great MC work and Sue Pennyquick's speech. The rally organisers had some technical difficulties, maybe due to the wet weather that morning, and the audio for Ron's and Sue's parts just had too much static interference to broadcast. Anyway, after the speeches, I also speak with Dr Helen Jeggers at a bit more length. First up is Dr Eleonora Galoni. She is the Animal Justice Party's campaign manager for their ban greyhound racing campaign. She's also on the committee of the Coalition for the Protection of Greyhounds. Just over two years ago, the greyhound racing industry was basically brought to its knees with the horrible revelations of live baiting. And since that time, or at that time, industry boards were sacked and inquiries were held in Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales and Tasmania. And now, um, animal welfare is argued to be the priority. But has anything changed? Let's have a look at some of the things that we've been seeing happening. In its most recent annual report, the Greyhound Racing Victoria um, Industries, um, basically the annual report documented that eight dogs a day died as a result of the industry in that year. In 2016, 79 dogs died on the track alone. 40 dogs are killed every month in Queensland and track deaths in Queensland were up by 43.5% in 2016 compared to the year before. In New South Wales, track deaths were up by 22%. Uh, and in Western Australia, 31 dogs are killed a month. On a weekly basis, we hear reports of dogs being doped with illegal and banned substances. In Queensland, the doping of dogs was up 73 uh, sorry, 75% in 2016 compared to 2015. In New South Wales, doping was up 51% in 2016 compared to the previous year. Doping and live baiting bans have been significantly reduced to trivial penalties around the nation. Known animal abusers have been awarded Trainer of the Year and have been inducted into the Hall of Fame. 
For example, Jason Formosa in Victoria was awarded Trainer of the Year in 2015 and 2016, and also known to be an animal abuser. In mid-February, Queensland Racing Integrity Commissioner Ross Barnett was reported to rule out the possibility that live baiting was continuing and he also declared that stamping it out would be very difficult indeed. At the moment, as we speak, two properties in New South Wales are being investigated for race fixing and for possible live baiting. On the very day that Baird announced the reversal of the New South Wales ban in the greyhound racing industry, a trainer was caught live baiting. Once the announcement was made that the ban would be reversed, the New South Wales industry backed away from its promised reforms and began demanding more money from the government. Their demands were heard. The New South Wales industry is now being rewarded with $41 million of public funding. Just last week, Racing Minister uh, Martin Pakula in Victoria announced a $126,000 funding package to support the Easter School Pro uh, Children's Holiday Program. This program is to be held at 10 racing tracks in Victoria and to be hosted by Greyhound Racing Victoria. Now, Greyhound Racing is gambling and Greyhound Racing also involves animal cruelty. Consider the fact that out of 231 race meetings in the first 10 weeks this, this year in Victoria, only 11 were, were free from injury and greyhound death. So this decision that Martin Pakula has made is a completely irresponsible one. Promoting greyhound racing to children, promoting the presence of children at greyhound racing tracks where they are undoubtedly going to witness animal cruelty. And it's a gambling industry. We know that gambling destroys individuals, we know that it destroys families, and we know that it's a major predictor of domestic violence. So what on earth is a government minister doing promoting this industry to children? How on earth can greyhound racing be considered to be a family activity? So they're just some of the things that we've seen in, in the last two years. We've clearly got evidence that nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing will change. We need to shut it down. Thank you. That was Dr. Eleonora Galoni from the Animal Justice Party. Next is Brian Murray, who is a volunteer rescuer and foster carer with Gumtree Greys. Gumtree Greys is a network of volunteers. Um, we have no paid staff, and in fact, we don't even have an office. Um, but what has brought us together is a passion for the welfare of these beautiful and noble creatures. Um, they deserve a better life than the, the mistreatment that they endure as part of the racing industry. As the name suggests, we originally started by answering online ads for um, dogs free to a good home. 
Unfortunately, we we're quite well aware that that home was not always going to be a good home. The mistreatment of greyhounds would persist. Uh, we are a true rescue group in that we are often directly approached by trainers. Um, and often it's not unusual for that trainer to tell us that dog will be killed in a few days if we don't come and collect it. Um, unfortunately, trainers cannot afford to keep the dogs, the, the massive number of dogs that are over, uh, overbred each year, because uh, basically they only keep them for as long as they're making money for them. Unfortunately, um, a lot of trainers and owners won't wait the four weeks that it takes to get their dog into an assessment with the industry-run adoption program. And that does not, also that program does not guarantee a placement um, for their dog in, a, in their adoption program. Um, often we meet the trainers at the tracks because they don't want us to see the sheds, paddocks, um, and sort of a makeshift accommodation that their dogs are kept in. Uh, and in fact, sometimes they won't adopt to us directly. We have to use intermediaries because trainers don't want to adopt to Gumtree Greys or other groups that advocate uh, for the welfare of dogs. Uh, basically, yes, we are a true rescue group and unlike others, uh, we have not been silenced by money from Greyhound Racing Victoria. In fact, we receive no government funding and because we accept the injured, the traumatised, the neglected, you can imagine what our vet, vet bills are. If we had time, I'd like to talk to you about every dog that we've adopted in the last year, but I've chosen four, uh, at least two are here today. Uh, Iris, in fact, we uh, rescued or helped rescue um, just over a month ago. She was dumped at a pound. She was very anxious. She was uh, obviously traumatised and uh, the pound people suspected she'd been just, uh, had just been reached away from a recent litter. Anyway, she's here, she's getting, growing in confidence. Um, and a point of note is also that, that that pound contacted the registered owner. That owner had said he had no knowledge of her being dumped. He'd given her to a, someone whose name he couldn't recollect. Um, yes, you'll meet Iris later. Uh, Kev, Big Kev was one of three boys we um, collected from a paddock and sheds containing dozens of neglected greyhounds. Uh, but the three boys were starving and covered in fleas. Kev uh, is now, he's happily been fostered, he's confident and he also became the, the, the most popular man of that town at the City of Stonington's council offices as their first workplace foster. Now, Rose, Rose, uh, we went to collect three greys from an, an owner. Unfortunately, the three greys we went to collect uh, had disappeared, but they brought another three to us and Rose was one of those. She, uh, basically, here's Rose. <laughs> um, basically, Rose would cower in fear and would not eat for at least three or four weeks. And it took at least three months for her to begin to trust people. Rose is a very lucky girl. She's found herself a very loving home. <laughs> and um, basically, she's enjoying her new life and her new name, Phoenix. And she's a cuddler now. Soxie. Um, Soxie was quite uh, traumatic for us to rescue. Um, unfortunately, she was covered in a, an estimated 70 scratches, um, uh, 
uh, open wounds and cuts, and they took quite a while to heal. She had obviously been neglected. She'd been left in a paddock for uh, two years. And the paddock had makeshift fences, we figure, and that's how she got those injuries trying to escape. Well, she's all healed now, and uh, she survived and thrives with her loving family. Well, these are just a few of the greyhounds, a few of the stories from the, the last year. Um, it, we'd love to rescue every greyhound, but unfortunately with the overbreeding industry, it's impossible. No number of rescue groups can, can rescue the 4,000 in Victoria. So basically, there's no solution other than shutting the industry down. Thank you. That last speaker was Brian Murray. The next speaker is Dr. Helen Jeggers, who is the Band Greyhound Racing Campaign Manager for Victoria with the Animal Justice Party. She's also a member of the Coalition for the Protection of Greyhounds. Now I've got a few greyhounds that are going to be helping me with my speech today. So could greyhounds numbers one through to eight please make their way up to the front. Please come on up here. Here's number two. Oh yes, number four is here. Hold up your numbers. Here's number five. Come on up. So, in a week such as this, like the one we have just had, with the repeal of the Greyhound Racing Ban in New South Wales, it can be easy to feel discouraged. However, if I, as I look out here, the people who are here, the hounds that are here, I have hope because I know that a future without greyhound racing in Australia is on its way. <laughs> the Animal Justice Party represents the interests of non-human animals. We represent the possums, the rabbits, the piglets, torn to pieces as live bait. We also represent the gentle greyhounds, themselves overbred, exploited and killed by the racing industry. This is an industry whose members have not only condoned but have participated in the mass slaughter of tens of thousands of healthy greyhounds simply because they no longer are or never were able to compete against other dogs. Racing participants tell us they love their dogs. Why then in Victoria do racing participants need to notify Greyhound Racing Victoria if they plan on killing more than five dogs in a four week period? Essentially meaning Killing one healthy young dog per week is quite acceptable. This is an industry where many trainers prefer cheap and sometimes painful methods of treating greyhound injuries instead of using the services of qualified veterinary surgeons. In its annual report, Greyhound Racing Victoria reported last year that there were 3,012 greyhounds killed. That's a horrifying number. But what does it mean? Essentially, 
these greyhounds here on each side of me is what it means. It means, on average, eight greyhounds a day were killed every single day in Victoria last year. The AJP finds that completely unacceptable. Unfortunately, the Andrews Labor government supports the continuation of greyhound racing. The greyhound racing industry must face the inexplicable fact that there is no future in Victoria. Public scrutiny, community expectation and the inability of the industry to deal with the inherent cruelty and fatalities mean that the Victorian government will have to deal with this matter. Today I am asking you to leave here and do four things. If you want to see an end to greyhound racing Australia-wide, the greyhounds need you. Number one, your local MP. Greyhound racing won't end because we run out of greyhounds. Greyhound racing will end when the government runs out of excuses. Call your local MP. Better still, write a letter to your local MP and let them know any politician who supports greyhound racing will not have your vote. After you've let your MP know, numbers two and three, the Premier, Daniel Andrews, and number three, the Racing Minister, Martin Pakula, who recently, as Dr. Eleonora explained, committed your taxpayer money to promoting greyhound racing to children. Shame. And the last thing, number four, that I ask you to do is to go away from here and tell everybody you know to do steps numbers one to three themselves. History is made when governments put what is ethical ahead of economic, corporate and political interests. Today, we call on the Victorian government to be on the right side of history. Make no mistake, the time is coming Time is up for greyhound racing in Victoria. With your help, we will shut it down. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR Community Radio. Now, you've just been hearing the Melbourne speakers at last weekend's National Day of Action for Greyhounds. The last speaker that you just heard was Dr Helen Jeggers. And the next speaker is Kim Oxley, who is the social media manager at Animals Australia. First and foremost, I wanted to thank all of the rescue groups, the foster carers, the vets and the vet nurses who are helping so many of these beautiful dogs get away from the racetrack and onto couches where they belong. (laughs) Secondly, I want to thank each and every one of you for coming here today in what has been an appalling, appalling day, thanks Melbourne weather, and for standing up for animals. You are the reason why we do have hope for greyhounds. Thirdly, 
I'd like to confess I'm a crazy greyhound lady. Um, I would love so much to stand here and talk to you about Blue, but I don't think any of us have four hours to spare. So I'm just going to say this. He's my reason for wanting to see an end to the industry that nearly killed him. So, as Ron said, um, when I'm not taking photos of Blue for Instagram, I manage the social media for Animals Australia. And I've learned quite a lot about greyhound racing, often through some of my interactions with its supporters. And there are times I've been dumbfounded, like the time a greyhound trainer posted videos of her dogs tied onto a walking machine in her back shed as evidence of how much she loves them. I've been absolutely angered to see trainers talk about how well barking muzzles fix their anxious dogs. And I've been horrified to still see comments in defense of the indefensible, live baiting. Apparently rabbits are just pests, so who cares? And to be honest, I've just been saddened to be reminded that there are still some people in our society who don't see dogs as best friends, but only as commodities. But I've been inspired as well. In the two years since live baiting investigations by Animals Australia and Animal Liberation Queensland were aired on Four Corners, there's been a seismic shift in Australia, not only in the way the public sees this industry, but the way that they see these gentle dogs that are the exploits. Greyhound adoptions are on the rise. Breeding numbers are decreasing. Greyhound racing sponsors have all but disappeared. Major trainers are either serving jail time or they've been banned from racing. Not enough, you're absolutely right. Perhaps most importantly though, the greyhound racing industry's social license has been well and truly stripped away. We suffered a big blow in New South Wales, there's no denying it. But I'm here to tell you that you and I are part of a global fight, and that's a fight we are winning. Internationally, greyhound racing is fading into insignificance. It was Australians who united to end the cruel export of dogs to the notorious Canadrome racetrack in Macau in China. When Ireland started sending their dogs there, there was a global outcry. The Canadrome is now expected to close as soon as next year. <laughs> London was once home to 33 greyhound racing tracks. As of last month, none. They closed their very last one down. In the USA, Arizona last year became the 40th state to end greyhound racing, and it now looks like West Virginia is set to follow suit. Of course, in South America, the entire country of Argentina has now outlawed greyhound racing on the grounds of extreme animal cruelty. The end of greyhound racing here in Australia, it may not end up being that clean victory that we would so love to celebrate, but that doesn't make it any less inevitable. Together, we have made it so hard for this industry and we'll keep making it harder. Harder to dispose of unwanted dogs. Harder to breed more pups to be raced. Harder to get away with live baiting. Harder to avoid the media, the scrutiny of the media and the public at every single wrong turn. 
our path towards a country and a world without greyhound racing won't be without its obstacles. But as long as we keep working together and we remain relentless, it's not a matter of if it will happen, but when. So thank you for keeping up the fight. Because of you, I know that someday the biggest problem a greyhound's going to have in Australia is choosing whether to sleep on the couch or the bed. Thank you. That was Kim Oxley. The next speakers are Dr Sonia Gissembama and Jennifer Davies, who are the President and Vice President, respectively, of the Greyhound Equality Society. Jenny and I are honoured to be here with you today on the National Day of Action in front of our Parliament calling for an end to greyhound racing. Just a few short years ago, Jenny and I, we didn't know a lot about animal welfare. And for the most part of our lives, we had no special connection to animals and greyhounds were not even on our radar. <clears throat> All we knew was that there was greyhound racing. Okay, fine, who cares? What could be wrong with that? Now, however, we are standing here together with all of you, calling on the Victorian government to end greyhound racing. We are standing here fi um, fighting for greyhounds' rights and their equality with other dogs. So what happened between back then and now? Today we want to tell you two, two stories from our lives, only two short stories. The first story is about equality. Three years ago, I adopted my first greyhound, Sissy, thinking of her as just a regular dog like any other dog. All I wanted a dog companion. I did not care whether she was a greyhound, a chihuahua, or a labrador. She was a dog and needed a home, and she happened to be a greyhound. I'm sure I'm speaking for all of you when I tell you that I was, was astonished that because she was a greyhound, she would have to wear a muzzle. And she was never allowed of leash regarding, regardless of her temperament. And out of all the dog breeds I could have picked, the greyhound was the one that had special legislation governing them. So I did what everybody would do. I did a lot of research. I would soon know Section 27 of the Domestic Animals Act by heart. I would know a lot more about greyhounds and their history in Australia than I ever imagined, and I met more politicians than I ever wanted to know. <laughs> I would, however, also meet Jenny and all of you, all of those amazing people, all whose stories were pretty similar to mine. We are all here now asking the Victorian government why are greyhounds treated so differently to other dogs? Why are we, we never in a million years would we accept the breeding of 20,000 Labrador puppies just so that we could kill 18,000 within the first three years of their lives? So why is this acceptable for greyhounds? Why are, for example, Staffies, Rottweilers, German Shepherds allowed to be off leash and without a muzzle? And why is this illegal for the greyhound? Is it because the racing industry wants to hide their continuing life baiting practices when life baiting has, be has been illegal for years? Also, why is the government cracking down on puppy farms for all dog breeds except, of course, the greyhound? Greyhounds are bred in puppy farms, the biggest puppy farms in Australia. Come on, Victoria, it's time to take action now. Why are we waiting?
Australians love dogs. All dog breeds. Greyhounds are dogs. They think they love and they feel pain like any other dog. We, the Australian public, want greyhounds to be treated like any other dog. In Australia, unfortunately, all dogs are equal, but some dogs are more equal than others, to use the words of George Orwell in Animal Farm. And you do not have to be particularly brilliant to realize this. No, you just have to be an ordinary citizen like Jenny and me and all of us here. We want greyhound equality and we won't stop until greyhounds are treated like any other dog breed. Come on, Victoria, it's time to take action now. Why are we waiting? This story is about change. How many more times do we have to stand here in front of Parliament House calling on our government to implement the change we want to see? Sonia and I, along with the Australian public, have changed. From thinking that greyhound racing was okay to realising that it is not okay, it is cruel. The years and years of the Australian public believing greyhound racing was harmless and fun is over. Thanks to the tireless efforts of the many animal welfare groups and the witnesses who gave evidence to the various inquiries, one of whom is here with us today, GES's veterinary behaviourist, Dr Karen Dawson. And because of these people, we now know about live baiting, mass graves, race-fixing cartels, overbreeding, injury rates, euthanasia rates, the biggest puppy farms in Australia, and dogs being drugged with narcotics. And we have evidence. But despite this evidence, and despite the endless inquiries into this industry, nothing has changed. Everything I just mentioned is still going on, even as I speak. And we don't accept this, and we don't accept that we are not being heard by this government, and we most definitely don't accept the inequalities placed on greyhounds in this country, both on and off the track. Come on, Victoria, it's time to take action now. Why are we waiting? Greyhounds are the only breed in Australia who are required by law to wear a muzzle in public, and this law from the 1800s urgently needs to be repealed. In 2015, on behalf of all pet greyhound owners, GES gave evidence in Parliament to the Restricted Breed Inquiry to demonstrate the absolute ineffectiveness of the non-racing greyhound muzzling law. And the committee listened. They got it. And in early 2016, they announced their recommendation to end this requirement. Our government then had a further six months to incorporate these recommendations, but instead, they announced a further investigation, despite an all-party committee approval. And the outcome of this inquiry is not expected until sometime in 2018. Why? When not only do the committee of this inquiry support repealing this law, so do the Australian Veterinary Association, the RSPCA, the New South Wales Greyhound Industry Reform Panel, the ACT government, and Greyhound Racing Victoria themselves. Come on, Victoria, educate, don't legislate. It's time to change this law now. It's time this government started listening to the people standing up for greyhounds because this government won't. 
Sonia and I are simply dog lovers and we stand here today representing all of you, the average Australian, the Australian public. And the Australian public is for greyhound equality and against greyhound cruelty. Change does not come immediately, but it will come. And if we keep fighting, and we will keep fighting, until this government listens and acts, we have to be the change we want to see. Be that with us, because together we can actually make this happen. Come, come on, on Victoria. Victoria, it's, it's time, time to, to take, take action, action now. now. Why are we waiting? Thank you. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR Community Radio, 855am. That last track was Rango by Wolfpeck. Prior to that, you heard the Melbourne speakers at the National Day of Action for Greyhounds that was held last weekend on the Parliament House steps. Now, some days after the rally, I spoke to Dr Helen Jeggers by phone about something that she talked about in her speech during the rally, and that was the government's promotion of greyhound racing to children. Now, just to introduce you to Helen again, Dr Helen Jaggers is the Ban Greyhound Racing Campaign Manager for Victoria with the Animal Justice Party, and she's a member of the Coalition for the Protection of Greyhounds. But furthermore, she is the candidate-elect for the seat of Keysborough in the upcoming state elections in November 2018. She is going head-to-head with Martin Pakula, who is the Minister for Racing. So that could make for a very interesting election. So let's hear from Helen. In your speech at the rally, you said the Minister for Racing, Martin Pakula, is joint funding and promoting greyhound racing to children. But with all the government resources being put into gamblers' helplines, etc., what on earth is the rationale for encouraging kids to get into gambling? Look, Kate, we were as appalled as you were uh, that the Racing Minister, Martin Pakula, announced a joint funding package worth over $126,000 in the form of an Easter school holiday kids program. In essence, what we feel is that this program is designed to promote gambling culture to children, to groom them to become future gamblers. Has there been an expressed concern by the greyhound industry that it possibly could peter out with the eventual passing of its current generation of supporters? Hence, the government's shoring it up to create some new gamblers? I think the greyhound racing industry has become uh, under a lot of scrutiny, particularly since the live baiting scandal in 2015. It's really put it in the spotlight. And uh, the the greyhound racing industry are scrambling, I, I, um, I guess, to try and attract new punters to the sport and uh, to try and gloss over some of the abhorrent animal cruelty and criminal behaviour that goes on behind the scenes. There seems to be a bit of a pattern here. You know, the government's facilitating children to take up duck shooting, and I've even I've seen Racing Victoria colouring books. Um, then there's this with the encouraging children to take up or to, to support greyhound racing. God knows what else is going on that I'm not aware of. But it seems like the government really is hell-bent on mainstreaming animal exploitation and cruelty. Can there be an explanation for this? Look, Kate, I think the explanation you've given is probably the right one, that uh, the government 
um, due to the interests of uh, a select few have a vested interest in seeing some of these animal exploitation industries continue and thereby they have to attract a new generation as the current generation are beginning to ask questions and eyes are being opened about the exploitation and, and people are turning away. Tell me about your recent rally at Sandown. On the 13th of April, we, uh, the Animal Justice Party, rallied outside Sandown Racecourse. They were holding a family fun night, so this was one of the nights that was uh, joint funded by the Minister for Racing. And uh, we saw car after car of families arriving at the racecourse to enjoy a night out. And apart from the fact that these children are being exposed uh, to gambling, they're also being exposed to significant animal harm and animal cruelty. So, so far during 2017, there's already been 15 deaths of greyhounds on the tracks on race meet nights, 694 injuries. And out of the 231 race meetings in Victoria in the first 10 weeks of this year, only 10 of those were free from injury or death. So we're really concerned that children are not only being exposed to gambling, but an incredible amount of animal cruelty as well. Do you have any more of these rallies planned for this Easter break or beyond? Not over this Easter break, but certainly uh, we will be making our presence felt at racecourses across Victoria for the remainder of the year. Um, it's always important, we feel, to be able to, to stand up uh, against the culture that's ingrained in the greyhound racing industry of animal abuse. So we'll certainly be having a presence there, yes. And if we want to get involved, where do we find out? You can find us at the Animal Justice Party. You can join as a member. It's only $20 a year and you get um, informed directly of all of the events that we have. Or you can follow our Facebook page specifically related to the Greyhound Racing Band Campaign. That's AJP Victoria, Band Greyhound Racing Campaign Facebook page. And people are also welcome to follow my own uh, personal Facebook page, which is Dr Helen Jeggis. Thank you very much for your time, Helen. Thank you, Kate. That was Helen Jeggers of the Animal Justice Party. Now, before I leave you, there's a few events this week that I want to tell you about. Sydney Fox Rescue is having a school holiday program for kids at Newtown Neighbourhood Centre. That's on the 18th and 19th of April. That's where your kids can learn about animal rescue, the environment, and how they can care for both companion animals and wildlife in their community. The new documentary, What the Health, will be having its Sydney premiere at the University of Sydney, on Wednesday, April 19th at 6pm. You have to buy tickets for that. And another documentary, A Plastic Ocean, will be screening at the Croydon Cinemas, also on Wednesday, April the 19th at 6.30pm. Farm Animal Rescue will be having their annual Gold Coast Day Out on Saturday, April the 22nd. The Sea Shepherd Marine Debris Campaign will be having a bunch of clean-ups that weekend. The first one on Saturday, April the 22nd, is happening at Jindalee Beach. That's in WA. Then on Sunday, the April the 23rd, there'll be beach clean-ups at the Berry Island Reserve in Sydney, Mother's Beach at Mornington in Melbourne, Point Perrin in Rockingham, WA, and at Short Beach, Sandy Bay in Hobart. There'll also be a screening of the Operation Jadara documentary in Melbourne that's happening at Cinema Nova. That is another Sea Shepherd campaign. The details 
of all those events are on their respective Facebook pages. They'll also make it onto our Freedom of Species Facebook page. That's it for another week. Thank you for tuning in. You can contact us here at Freedom of Species by email, info at freedomofspecies.org, or you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. Thanks very much to all the dedicated campaigners out there for the Greyhound and also to Wolfpack. I'm going to leave you with a few more Wolfpack songs and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.